Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, So off the bat, before we get started into episode 126, um, you will hear this at the start of Mercury Retrograde. So I want to throw just a bit of a reminder into the ethers to breathe, take deep breaths, think before you speak, reread the email twice, and often, if you can, have somebody else read it. (laughs) Give yourself extra time for travel. Don't throw out the computer when it doesn't work the way you think you're spo- it's supposed to work. It's just a moment in time. Don't freak out. Just know that there are things that are happening. This Mercury, I have a feeling because it's like, oh my gosh, everything is happening. We had a full moon that like kicked our ass. <laughs> At least my ass. <laughs> I got kicked. Um, I, I, but in a good way, in a healing way, in a way of like, let's release this before we head into not only Mercury retrograde, but eclipse season. We're heading into eclipse season. This is about what we're going to carry with us. This is about understanding, discovery, and decision making in the midst. We're going to have a Mercury retrograde where everything's going to feel like somebody took a shovel and just stirred up all the stuff. But And it's gonna, it may feel a bit intense. So please remember the things that you do in order to cope with big energies, like you would teach a child, deep breathing, timing out, shutting your phone off, disconnecting. Please utilize the tools that you know and that that really connect you to being able to care for yourself through this time. Because it's it's about you know, what, what are we going to look at? What are we bringing into the next few years? What are we actually taking with us and how are we going to integrate that? And, you know, some of you may already know, because I think the full moon served as like, this is what's happening. Let's heal this. And taking that into the eclipse season, it's going to give us a big indication of the things that we're going to achieve, maybe the things that we'll work on, maybe, what we're going to manifest into our lives and how we're going to create and co-create our lives in that way. But do it with a sense of understanding and a lot of grace for yourself, a lot of compassion, because I'm really feeling that this is going to be a pinnacle moment for so many of us, not just on a personal level, but a global level. I feel that that things, these shifts are happening. Um, and check out your favorite astrologer online. Look for an astrologer that you connect with. You know, I love Chani and Chani or however her she pronounces her name. And I don't want to mess it up, but there yes. it is. <laughs> and my linguistic abilities can be challenged sometimes. Um, so, and really kind of get into it. What is it in my rising sign and my sun sign? Am I, am I experiencing on this eclipse, these full moons, these planetary placements so that you have a better way of coming at it with grace and kindness and compassion. I just felt I needed to share that. I don't know where it came from, but I am feeling it. I'm in it. I'm, you know, while it's heavy, it's hard. I'm, I'm excited for it because I know that this is happening in my life and this realization to understanding healing, processing, etc is happening in my life in that space because it's preparing me to co-create things of my heart's desires we keep talking about that Mm -hmm. and but i need to work through this part of it in order to really experience it at the level that spirit the universe and the world wants me to experience it so in order to do that i need to work through what this shit that i'm working through and it's a lot about self deserving and about worthiness and about my own sabotage and punish self-punishment and it's all of that and 
And because I want to be able to spread so much more light into the world in the way that I do it personally, I have to go through this because it directly impacts my success of that. So anyways. Yeah. And as you, (laughs) my face fell, I was like, oh, it's been so nice with a mercury retrograde, (laughs) right? Like, uh, you know, I've been feeling so good. And I'm like, I just, oh, I get hit so hard by mercury retrograde. I do like, and no matter how much I try to be like, it's going to be totally fine. Like it's hard. Like, it's not that it's not totally fine, but it's hard. And I'm like, oh, things have been a lot easier (laughs) because I haven't been dealing with that, but I'm glad that things got like so good. So that like, hopefully coming in, I'm like on a better, in a, in, in a good place to be able to handle it. Cause it, it always gets me. And I try so hard to just be like, it's going to be fine. And, but it's hard. It's a struggle. So I'm yeah. a little bit like, oh yeah, good reminder. <laughs> Freaking get ready. Things, up your self-care, up your, you know, spiritual practices and things like that to keep you balanced grounded and connected but also remember what a great time what an auspicious moment to have the eclipse season coming and for you to be able to re-strategize rest to re kind of check in with your goals and have they shifted it's a like to just have that reevaluation of your life and where you're headed in your energies and making sure they're in alignment with your heart's desires. These are those perfect moments that while they suck and you like want to like get angry about Mercury being in retrograde or Gatorade or the microwave or whomever, and you, you know, you want to get angry at it, but just, just know that all this angst, all the, all of it is, there's a purpose, a greater purpose. And even if you can't see it, so Hold on to your witch hats and just yeah. ride it out. Ride it out. Just think of it as a really scary roller coaster or an exhilarating roller coaster that you don't know where it's going to go next. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hang on. <laughs> talking about all that we learn through this next few weeks, as well as eclipse season and all the things we're experiencing. What are we going to talk about today, Vanessa? Well, the fun, the fun part of all the learning is what do I do with it? And I yeah. feel like that's, that's the thing that previous to actually understanding what was happening to me during retrogrades and during eclipses and full moons and stuff like that, which y'all, when you really pay attention to it, you know, you're, you'll learn yourself, right? Like just it, it, like, like the full moon doesn't always do the same thing to people, but it does something. So just like learning that about yourself, you know, like what happens to me during a full moon? How do I feel like it's there? So the next step though, always, whenever we learn something about ourselves is what do I do about it? And that is what we're going to talk to or talk about today is speaking to what it is like to have learning and have, you know, all of these wonderful things that we've discovered about ourselves and we've done our inner, we're doing inner child work and we're doing shadow work and we're like, oh my God, awareness, awareness, awareness. Now what? (laughs) Now, how do we make this part of the rest of my life in a different way? And, um, uh, Grace had come up with the word or had, had the word integrate was kind of resonating and in in her mind so that's that's kind of like the word of the day right now is integration um and like application like I like to I I, for some people I I use the like we're gonna apply that to your life now right like now that we now we've discovered it we're gonna apply it in these situations instead of just knowing them in these situations so um hopefully we'll be able to bring you guys some some knowledge of like how to make those changes because it's not easy right like it's a lot of the things that we discover are things we're not that excited about if we're being honest right like because we wouldn't need to worry about it like if 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 I discover something amazing about myself I'm not generally going to have to ask questions about how to integrate in my life (laughs) I'm going to be running and screaming and waving the flag of like oh my god look at this amazingness and and then I'll just do it it's this 
like, you know, the stuff that comes with guilt and shame and the stuff that comes with anxiety and the stuff that comes with a major life shift that feels uncomfortable and in, and not familiar. How do we get through those times in order to bring the things that we've learned and started to heal into our everyday lives so that those become our normals? So we'll see what ride we go on. <laughs> Yes, we will. Because we, you know, that's how we work. But I think, you know, for those of you, uh, you're like integration, you when you talk to a lot of us spiritualists, um, those who do energy work, we talk about integrating kind of what we experience through a process, a healing process. So you go through meditation. And in the meditation, we'll be like, now allow your body to be integrated in what you learned energetically or what you experienced into your 3D body. And it's kind of the same thing as, you know, you're in, if you go to therapy or have a counselor that you learn something about yourself and then you're like, okay, like Vanessa said, well, that sounds great, but what do I do with it? Like, okay, now what? Like, you know, there's that sense of like, this is good information and a good epiphany, but what do I do with my life? It's like, I don't know how, um, which is. I'm going to keep doing the same behaviors because those are the only ones I know. Yeah. Like, how do, how do, how do we, how does this matter? Like, why does this matter? Why do we discover this stuff? Like, what is it? So it, it, it'll be an interesting conversation about, you know, the, the both sides of the thing, the idea of the, the actual integration or the actual use of knowledge into your everyday life through a mental standpoint and through an, a behavioral or a kind of emotional standpoint, as well as an energetic. So you'll get both sides of the equation in a way that's, kind of describes what we do with our trauma release in a, in a big kind of way. This is part of like the process. This is why it's so important to have both sides of the conversation because we can make changes, but there's some different things that need to be shifted energetically that will help us foster that change and continue that change and make it into a way of life rather than just a physical change. Yeah, which absolutely is a great point to put up, but to bring up because I feel like that that integration is really important, you know, of the our our mentals, but also our physicals, which include our energy field, you know, and the the people that I see that are, I don't want to say the most effective because it's not really most I guess maybe it's fastest or like you know like just the people that I that I I've noticed I guess maybe faster for the lack of a better term don't hold me to this but like they they make changes faster are people who are doing multiple practices they're seeing me but they're doing something else too right like it's not just me they're doing they're doing you know whether it's they're they're doing altar work or they're doing reiki work or they're you know there's other things that they're using in their lives to cleanse it's not just the mental so those people tend to get it faster you know like a, a little bit depending it always of course depends on the depth of the trauma and all of that kind of stuff but on on the whole I feel I feel pretty confident when I say that when it's more than just me we're working together and and it's you know really good stuff but you know when it comes to that that integration thing like I understand it so much whenever whenever somebody like come comes to me like say the next week after we've we've come to like a big epiphany and they come to me the next week and they're like I didn't do anything <laughs> Right. Like, like we uncovered like this major thing, but I didn't do anything about it because I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I laugh because that was most of my early spiritual days were that I was grasping and trying so hard to learn stuff because I knew I wanted to learn things that I was like, I was, you know, reading my Wayne Dyer books because he's, he's like, my man and I'm watching Tony Robbins because I like how he talks and you know like I'm 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 getting all this knowledge from all of these people that I look up to and and nothing was changing in my life other than I was really enjoying reading these books and getting all hopped up on you know on their their knowledge but I didn't know how to apply it to my life I didn't it, it was like I needed somebody to hold my hand and be like, okay, here's their concept that you are loving so much that you're aligning with that your soul is like, fuck yes, finally. 
here's your life though so <laughs> in order to put that in your life we have to figure out where it's matching up what is it hitting up against with your soul that that so that we we don't need to follow them we just need to fall we, we need to figure out the the trigger within your soul and then follow that right and that's where like i have to be creative you know it's it's like i have to be able to to, to do that to help people but i was so, like i would I, I remember like, I mean, I would listen to Tony Robbins and I would be like, I'm going to do great things. And that would be, I would just be making blank, blanket statements all over the place because I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know what to do. I want, but I, and I wanted him specifically to hold my hand. I wanted him to sit down and be like, Vanessa, when I say this, I mean this in your life because that's what I want you to do, you know? And so I did nothing, you know, for a while I did nothing but learn. And I have, I have clients that do that too, where it's like, they're just learning and learning and learning and they have a lot of knowledge, but no application. And that's why we, they're continuously and endlessly only seeking knowledge. Yeah. And it's like, we got to pause, right? Like we got to pause in that, take what you've learned and try to figure out how to integrate it. Because if you're still thirsting at the same level, then things aren't sinking in. We want them to sink in. You'll still be thirsty. We're always thirsty for knowledge once we start this healing process, but we thirst for different knowledge. When you're getting, when you're thirsting for the same knowledge, we're not having any application. So um, there's so many different parts of our lives that this happens in. So as I'm saying this, I'm like, do we do specifics or do we just, you know, like, cause I feel like the major thing that we're coming to right now is you need a helper, <laughs> right? Like, so if you feel like you're not integrating this stuff, you need a helper <laughs> that, that's going to help you, right? Like you need somebody to help you clear your energy so that you can know how to integrate new energy. You need somebody to help clear your trauma so that you know how to integrate better behavior that brings you to what you're looking for. Are we, am I stuck? Are you stuck with me? <laughs> no, I think here's, okay, here's, let's, let's. I'm in the mud, yeah. man. Pull me out. <laughs> Get the winch. <laughs> this I'm is like, okay, we have so much information. Where do yeah. we go with it? So. <laughs> no, I just like Tony Robbins myself. Like, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> How do I practically apply what we just decided we were going to apply? <laughs> oh my God. That is so funny. That is so true. Um, I, I so feel you. But um, so if you think about it, for example, Vanessa was just talking and I think it was a great analogy about seeking information. I, I have been a forever student and forever taking all the workshops, all the classes. Are you that person? Do you constantly take and look for information and but yet you feel you're still stuck in the same space that means that you have this grand huge ass toolbox filled with hundreds of tools and you go to the beach and you can't use the tools because you, there's no place to build it's like you have to take the tools that you've learned and understand how they apply to you and for example, somebody who lives in the woods may build a tree house because there's trees. And so they're going to use their hammer to build a tree. But somebody who lives like, I don't know, on a beach are going to build houses out of rocks and they need to use it in a different way. It's the application. And that's a really poor example. But it's the idea of there's there's a couple of things that happen with integration. One is, yes, I have this knowledge. Now, how do I use it to me? So what does that mean? I need to be self-aware of where I need help. I need to be understanding of, okay, this tool is for understanding my emotional capacity with codependency, say, for example. I used to be a very codependent person. So I read a lot about how to shift codependency, how to not feel codependent or create codependent relationships. I consumed information, but yet I continued to create codependent relationships because I didn't have a true understanding that I was seeking to be needed. 
I was seeking to feel loved and feel like I was doing and helping others because that's what I felt my worth was. That's why I was here. My worth was tied up in that. The idea of if I'm not helping somebody, that I'm not worthy. And so there was so much I had to understand about myself in regards to the information I, I received that I had to realize, oh, I'm seeking love, connection, validation, the idea of worthiness and to feel needed in this act of codependency. So with that understanding, having the tools of how to heal codependency, I was like, okay, I first need to understand that I'm worthy of receiving help. So I begin the process at chipping away at, at taking one part of it. It's not having a bucket of knowledge and using all of them at once. You only have two hands. You can't use 15 tools at the same time. You can use one to look at one facet of who you are. So it was my mantra of nobody helps me, nobody supports me. And so I had to take a very honest look at myself and saying, how do I receive support? And then, you know, and then there's, of course, there's tentacles and caveats into every space, but that's why it's a total healing. That's why you just go with what's discovery at every moment. You don't run in and think you're going to like bang something out and it's going to be fixed. It's like you have to, and it's so funny that my brain automatically goes to an auto body shop that has is pulling dents and you don't just pull them out you tease them out so that it's 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 don't ask me why i go to cars on this but <laughs> to me this makes total sense it's Easy. just the way my brain hits yeah. in that um but you kind of just tease it out you're teasing information in a digestible way that's not overwhelming if you understood your entire spectrum of trauma in one moment you'd probably have a very hard time at coping. I yeah. couldn't even do it. Like I'm yeah. taking pieces of trauma right now and digesting them in moments because I could never like get that huge moment where I'm aware of everything and I can move through it. I can't do it. I don't have the emotional mental resiliency. Mm -hmm. If I'm already in a trauma response, I'm not going to have the emotional capability to get the big picture. And that's why we go on like what Vanessa calls her discovery. We're going to go on an adventure of discovery about ourselves. That's how we begin to integrate the knowledge that we have and the understanding of ourselves. We take the tools that we seek, whether from therapy, workshops, energy healers, whatever that is, and we bring all that information and we apply it. And I think it started with a healing for me, with an energy healing. That's what started my path was it, it, it cleared some things and I felt so much better after the process. I was like, oh, what is this magic? And I wanted more of it. And as I got more of it or and at, at some point I started to go to therapy because I, I energetically was shifting enough to gain the bandwidth to talk about what I needed to look at. Mm -hmm. It's an unfolding process versus a driving process. You don't drive integration. It's allowing yourself to be it. For example, one of the things we all know that I'm on a body journey. Let me share this. So we're on a body journey. I'm on a body journey right now of, of reconnecting to my body. Recently, I just, I think in the, the money podcast, which is I think the last podcast, we talked about how I'm experiencing some realization around the trauma I have about money and my deservability and my self, need for self-punishment. Well, friends, trauma is never just one thing. It's a tentacle thing. Because of feeling the need to self-punish, there's an unworthiness and an undeservability that extends into not only my money, sector, but my worthiness sector of health and wellness, and also my body relationship. So that's another facet of this trauma that I had this understanding of, you know, and then I had this panic and this fear around how I'm treating my body. And I'm like this fear of how you know, because because of my disabilities and because of the issues I have, like, oh my God, if like we gotta act now and we this this fear and this sense of like you gotta do everything and 
And I'm like, and I'm afraid, I'm, I was afraid that I wasn't making movement towards it. And then Vanessa and I had a conversation about eating and about intuitive eating and about food. And my, and then like the light bulb came on of, oh, I am integrating that knowledge and that worthiness around food because I've started listening to my body when it's hungry or when it's not hungry or when it's full or when it wants food or when it doesn't want food and to stop or to start depending on what my body's telling me. So I'm like, oh, oh, I am integrating that that healing, that beginning process of healing around the trauma of money and how that is assisting me with my body trauma and, and shifting. When we're shifting, integrating, like making use of our knowledge, it's not a like a car where you change the part and it fixes itself. This is more of a letting the car warm up. I don't know why we're in car analogy today, but just run with it, friends. We're in this space of allowing our cars, our vehicles, our our mental, our emotional moments to warm up and to allow it to be a part of our lives. And I know I hear some people asking, how do I consciously do this? Like, I want to consciously integrate. It's by listening. We can consciously integrate what we experience. The knowledge we gain in trauma is by remembering the compassion, having compassion and empathy to what we're becoming aware of, to be observing of our behaviors, of how we react, like me. I just recently realized a, a friendship that I had that was codependent. I've talked, I just talked about it and how I've healed that part of me, but I consciously have to work really hard at not falling into some of the old patterns that, of codependency. That's how, that's how you consciously integrate it, becoming aware of patterns, becoming aware of how you work with certain situations. So I had a friendship who was codependent, took a break, I healed some things, came back, was okay for a while, but that person stepped into their own trauma space. And so my instinct to be codependent and to help save that person became triggered. And so I had to consciously step back and say, this is not my trauma to heal. I don't need to own this person's trauma. So I actively had to step into that space of integration of saying, I have these tools and this knowledge, I'm seeing a pattern, I'm being self-aware. So that's the start. I mean, long story short, right? Too late. <laughs> I get a lot to say about this because I experience it on such a level. But it wasn't until I understood and had that self-awareness about my life and myself until I realized the momentum that it carried with my own healing process. Yeah. When I had a self-awareness, and the ability to be self-aware without judgment, or at least a lot of judgment. It's It's been a process in that itself. Um, but the desire to be self-aware of my actions and to look in, as neutral observer, using neutral observer, to look at my behaviors and my patterns to say, ah, okay, that's where I can apply that information. Now let's work on it. Does yeah. that, did, did I, did we pull us out of the mud yet? Are we good? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very much out of the mud. I'm now going a hundred miles an hour down a dirt road though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about cars. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Seriously. I mean, that's where, I mean, we're both in that space because when I was in the mud, I was spinning my wheels and, you know, like it, I was thinking of, you know, being in the vehicle and now I'm in the vehicle again. So I think that's like, for us, I feel like there's, there's some sort of weird comfort, guys. Like, you're just going to have to understand that there's some weird comfort in our auto mechanics parts of us that we like to go there. That's our, that's like, it's almost like a safe space for us to work out our own things, right? Like, if I need to make it make sense, how does it work like a car? <laughs> right because that's the thing I can really get into, right? Like, because it's a, it's a mix of what, like, so, sometimes it's a weird thing. And a lot of times it's a, this is how it's made and this is how it's supposed to run things. So yeah. Anyway, see, I just went on it too. I, as you were talking, I was thinking in my head, you know, I was like, it's, it's the awareness, right? Like the, the awareness, the awareness. And I was like, what was I missing in the awareness? Right. 
because of, you know, when I was talking about, uh, just to keep talking about Tony Robbins for some reason, I, I wasn't aware of what he was stirring up in me, you know? So there's the, the what of, of the, and the why that we're seeking the information that we tend to lose in the process of it is that, we, you know, we, we tend to then, we, we get back way up here at a surface level of there's something wrong with me or I'm depressed or I'm whatever. And so we just seek out knowledge on that level instead of going down to our root cause level of like, what is really, what am I really looking for here? And I was, I was, I, I took a little detour for a moment and was like, what did I get from Tony Robbins? What was I, what was I getting from him? I always felt empowered, right? Like, as I was telling you guys before, I was like, I was ready to do stuff. Oh, you know, like, then my awareness just came in to be like, it wasn't the things he was saying. It was how he was making you feel that you couldn't access on your own. He was helping you feel empowered. He was helping you feel like you could do something, but because you didn't feel empowered and you didn't know how to get that on your own, you then did nothing because it takes empowerment to do something, <laughs> right? So it was like, I wanted him to hold my hand because I felt like he was helping me be empowered <laughs> instead of me being able to figure that out. But it's also like, you know, having that toolbox, right? Like there's so many reasons why we don't use those tools and that most of it is because we don't have awareness of it in our trigger times that's when we need our tools is when we're triggered when we're triggered we go immediately into our fight or flight and we're gonna go with our automatic whatever you know whatever's been in there our automatic programming so we can't access the tools because we don't know what it feels like to be in those tools we know what it is to be in our defensiveness we know what it is to be in our coping mechanisms so we just go there it's like we need to be able to be aware of the shifts that we're that we're trying to make, what it looks like, what it, you know, what we imagine it will feel like. But then we also really need to know our triggers of what that is, you know, like to think about the empowerment thing. Like for me, it's like if I'm ready to go and I'm ready to go do something, it used to be really easy for somebody to knock me off kilter so that I wouldn't do it because, it, it you know, like I, I didn't feel actual empowerment. I felt ego empowerment of like, I'm really smart. So I should do this because it's really smart, you know, like, and then all somebody had to do was come in and go, is it? And I'd be like, oh my God, it might not be, you know, like yes. real easy to do that. I didn't have the empowerment that comes from feeling like good in my, you know, good in my skin, feeling like I pass or fail. I'm going to pass because, e you know, either way I'm going to get better you know, and like healing those woundings to be able to be empowered and go out there with my Tony Robbins empowerment and go, I'm going to do some shit. And nobody's going to tell me that I can't do it. They can give me input, but I'm going to go and I'm going to learn in my own process. And, and that's, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to be aware of the triggers that, that, that ding my empowerment. So that when somebody starts to criticize me, for me, it's criticism, man. The second that you try to tell me that I'm not who I believe I am, right? I feel, I, I get thrown into defensiveness. I get thrown into like feeling like I have to prove something or, and then I get knocked off kilter. But when I understand that, that trigger, I hit my pause and say, what do I want to do instead? And that's when I remind myself in my fight or flight to go to that toolbox, that lovely toolbox of reading and watching videos and all of those things that I've been doing for so long so that I can access them. And then the more times I do that, the more those become my automatic reactions. And that's the integration process of bringing them from theory to practice <laughs> enough times that it becomes automatic. Yeah. And like, we can't do that without awareness. We can't do that without awareness of what that bottom level need is, what that root cause need is. You know, like if we, when we're talking about money, right? Like, or we're talking about, you know, investments or something like that, we can go and be like, oh, we're going to make smart investments. But if I have like deep, dark feelings about money, I'm not healing anything by making more money or doing anything like that. I need to go under that and say, 
if if I if I'm hitting panic and that's making me go nuts with my money, then I need to heal whatever makes that panic happen so that I may still on the surface level do some of those actions, but the feeling behind them and the things that I do, you know, <laughs> with the results are going to be a lot different. And that's what I'm going for is living differently and feeling differently. What is it going to feel like to use that tool instead of my defense mechanism tool? That's going to help me figure out how to integrate it. And then it's, it is, you know, you've got to be able to slow yourself down. You've got to be able to say like, what tool that I don't use right now would probably work here? Or do I think will work here? I'm going to try it right now so that I can put it in my immediate toolbox. This can be my fight or flight toolbox. And by doing that, we create more trust in ourselves and we end up having less fight or flight, which is a beautiful thing. (laughs) And, you know, and the caveat to that is even if like, you know, we think about healing something and we think we're never going to experience something again, even if you're in a moment where you're triggered and you start to react in that same way and you stop because you're like, oh, I feel that reaction. And oh, no, that's not where we want to go. Let's breathe through this experience. Understand it. Understand this is just me indicating to myself I'm in a response here. And I, yes, okay. It's it's not always about smooth sailing and never being triggered again. It's mm-hmm. it, That's integration is about like you said, Vanessa, having the awareness to pull that tool and create a different toolbox that your body uses, but know that we have cellular memory. It's a really great, you know, that's a really great point to point out why energy work can be so important is because cellular memory will react because it'll smell like, feel like, experience like, whatever that previous situation was that's triggering that response. And yes, it's possible to lessen that over time and it's possible to heal that. Um, but that's why when, when that's why integrating therapy and counseling and, and just, or even just having someone like Vanessa, like a spiritual intuitive to connect with those parts of you and to bring awareness to it and to start process of creating, but then you go to the energy work side of it and, clearing that cellular memory, healing it, because when you're understanding it and you're working through it through therapy or counseling, you're ready to release it. And the and our body, our 3D existence is the densest part of us. And so it takes a little bit longer to catch up physically to what we're experiencing on a mental and emotional late, like level. And so when we can add energy work to that integration, we allow ourselves to begin to release the cellular memory or if you think about it as a hot red ball you begin to shrink the ball down so that the response maybe it gives you freedom of experiencing life as it is versus through the lens of that trauma and you can make a decision from your toolbox based on as it is versus as it's perceived through the trauma so that's why it's so vital sometimes to have that energy work is to be able to heal it on both ends of the spectrum the energy and the physical body as well as the mental and emotional body yeah sorry oh it's okay i went to a place because i was thinking in my head what's energetically still there and how and i'm you know like so that i can ask for it to be cleared yeah Yeah. like i'm sorry sorry guys i was doing my own self-development journey on there (laughs) I was being led. (laughs) And so I followed. Um, But I was also just thinking in my head, like, well, what do I do with my clients? Right? Like, because if you're listening to this, you, you know, you're, you're listening intently, and you're, you know, probably taking mental notes and being like, well, they're, they're telling, they're, you know, like, they're telling me how to do this, right? Like, and I want to have like a step by step, right? And they're saying step one is awareness. So I'm I'm thinking like if when people are my clients, what am I doing when I'm trying to help them integrate? I, I, it's a it's a process, right? Like the 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 reality is that this is this takes a while. Everything that we've learned and everything that is a an automatic response is an automatic response for a reason and has been going on for so long that you can't just think that like you know well now 
now I read a Wayne Dyer book. So I get it. <laughs> My brain will totally access that because now we know it. Uh, no, well, uh, no, you don't even know where that's going to come up in your life yet because you haven't done the self-discovery. So like the first step that I do with anybody is like, Hey man, come back next week and tell me what triggered that in you. Like, tell me the times in your, in your week, your day, write them down, send me a text, whatever you got to do to remember. When did it happen? When did it come up? What was going on? You know, identifying when those things are a problem for you is like so important because we find all the different triggers. I think we, we, we tend to believe that when we're like, oh, empowerment, like when I was just saying it, like, oh, I have empowerment problems. And the trigger is when somebody criticizes me, like, oh, hell no, there's a lot more triggers than that. <laughs> right? Like, I trigger myself. <laughs> right? Like, if I find contradictory information, I go right into the like, oh, no, you don't know anything, you know, kind of moment and have to bring myself back in to be like, you're just learning something else. This does not negate everything that you know before that. Plus, you're in your ego. So, we got a lot of different things to access right now, but that if there's something that you're trying to work on and there's something that you feel like you need to change in your life, you have to figure out when you're triggered by those things. What And, and you can't do that without knowing that underlying feeling. Here it comes again of like, you can't just look at the surface level. You got to figure out the feeling, right? Because if my feeling is insignificance and I'm looking for when I feel insignificant in my week, I'm going to find those triggers and I'm going to be able to see very clearly the, the line that goes directly from this behavior to insignificance. And then I'm also going to see the clear line that goes from feeling of insignificance to behavior that does whatever, you know, the behavior I'm trying to extinguish within myself. So like finding those, the, the, the feeling that goes, goes with the thing that you think is wrong. You know, the thing that you're trying to heal and being really, really aware of when it shows up in your life. Because if you're not aware of that, you're just going to do surface level stuff. And when you get really actually triggered, you're going to go back to those same things. That's brain's job. Brain's job is to be like, what got us out of it? Okay, we're going to keep doing that until there's something, until there's some really good evidence that something else works. And that means, take a deep breath. <laughs> that means it's probably not even going to work the first time that you apply it. And yeah. nobody likes to hear that one. <laughs> no. yeah. Nobody likes that one. Whenever I have people with panic attacks, I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but I will be, I'm going always going to be honest with you. We're going to talk about tools. We're going to talk about triggers. We're going to talk about the ways that you're going to behave. But until that panic attack comes, we're not even going to know if any of these things work. You're just going to be grasping and we're going to come back with information and you're going to tell me this didn't work. This didn't work. This didn't like you're, you're there's going to be failure here because we don't know your special sauce. We have to find your special sauce. And that can only come when you're triggered. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> nobody likes that. But the good news being that once it happens and you gain that, like, oh my God, it worked. There it is, right? Like you, you, you have given your brain something else. And that's what we're trying to do. Like evidence, like, see, we don't have to do that every time. The pause becomes easier the second time because now you have something else saying, well, I know something that worked. So, you know, all right, let's move right into that. We have some evidence and it keeps rolling that way. But yeah, it's, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's not always going to be easy that first time that you try to integrate. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Here's the, here's one of the biggest reasons to integrate and to work, to find those things that help is because every time you use something successfully, whether it's moderately, minorly, majorly, whatever level of success you get with it, even if it's one moment, it succeeded you're feeding that idea of possibility yes. and what happens is 
When you begin to feel and sense and believe something is possible, you begin to be more open to exploring, trying, experimenting, and and understanding that it is a process and having more grace and like just understanding for yourself. And yes, those things are going to shift. Your tools are going to be used differently and maybe not at all later on because why? When we have the tools and self-awareness and we use them and we begin to make those minor successes and they begin to build into bigger successes, your need for that tool will change with the way you're changing. So as you integrate the what you're learning and what you're experiencing, you shift. That's why they call the in 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 the healing land, they call us the onion, because there's layers. I don't like onions. So I kind of like, (laughs) unless they're caramelized. But anyways, so or deep fried, you know, you choose. But it's, it's the idea of because we've worked through that layer, because you've used the tools successfully in whatever capacity, you're on to a different part and layer of the process. And so that tool may not be like you don't need it or it may not be as effective as you need it to be now. So what do you do? You use the next tool in your toolbox. You seek the next phase. It's like kind of learning to climb stairs. You know, you have to have this level of understanding of how to get to that next step. And you use what you know, the knowledge, the tools, the gravity (laughs) to get to that next step without falling back down the stairs. Um, And that's why integration shifts. That's how it shifts is because you shift by the use of the new knowledge that you've sought and that you find works for you. And I love that idea of the special sauce because no two people are alike. That's why That's why if you go to someone to seek therapy, counseling, energy work, and you're like, uh, I don't think I connect with this person. It is vital that you honor that feeling if it comes from a deep space of intuition. Like your brain is gonna be like, we don't like this person. And that could be because they're hitting too close to home. So we know (laughs) when our brain is trying to say, no, we don't like this, fuck it. And it has all these conversations. But when we're kind of like, it's not settling in with us very well, we don't feel comfortable or safe understand that that's an important connection of that person may not have the tools that you need to be successful or they may have the tools but they don't connect with it in the way that you need to connect with it or help you do that so that's why when somebody says to me um or i even see a client that come in and i'm like we're not connecting and i'm like you know what i think you'd work really well with this energy worker I'm going to refer you to her or him or them. And and I think that your energy matches really well with theirs and they will know how to help you more than I can. And then I refer them out. I don't, it's not about the money. It's about bringing in that trueness, that true wealth of healing for somebody. And if I'm not connecting with that person or I don't feel connected, then I'm, I don't want them to not, want to go to one because they didn't have a good experience welcome to the therapy world right (laughs) like the amount of people that are like they'll message me like i mean there's a lot of people that don't see me because they message me and then they're triggered by messaging me and they're just like i had a terrible therapy experience and i'm not ready and i'm just like oh but it's not the same (laughs) like you're not even gonna get that here (laughs) like it's so different but yeah like i wish as you were saying it i was thinking exactly that like man i wish more people were like that you know, I, I, it's difficult. Like I get it. It's, it's been difficult for me too, especially in the early days when I didn't have any money, you know? And I was just like, well, I need every single person to come through here because uh, I need some money. But like now it's very easy, you know, to be able to say, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the right one for you, you know, like, or here's, here are the things, you know, like let, let's, let's, ta- let's chat for a few minutes and see, see how you feel, you know, and I'll end the call and say, like, on my end, it feels like maybe you're looking for blank, you know, and let let them 
sit with that because that like, it's also a very empowering thing to be able to know that about yourself, to know who you connect with is like really important because then you're not giving away your power, right? You're allowing it to be like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm attracting to the thing that can help me, right? Or the person that can help me. I, but I'm the driver of it. I don't have to just go and you tell me everything and you do the thing. And I'm just the, the, you know, the, the person that needs fixing, like, no, absolutely not. You have, you have a very important part of it, of knowing yourself and, and honoring yourself by saying, just because you have all those tools doesn't mean that you're the, you're my, my, my mentor, you know, or my, my, what is it? The the master and I'm the apprentice, you know, type situation. It's never that way for me. Sorry. I'm never the master of anything. It's just about life, man. Yeah. Like, I never, you know, I may be titled as one, but doesn't mean that I exist in that energy. Um, yeah. But the other thing I want to also add to that idea and that thought is if something I, <laughs> So this is after quite a few years of working with energy and therapy and healing. And if somebody that I encounter triggers me, I lean into that trigger. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because okay. if, if, if a healing practitioner or somebody that, that works with energy and I go to them and they're triggering something for me, I'm like, oh, I'm here because I'm needing to learn about this. Trigger. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to stay and see what happens. Yeah. that's that's you kind of get into that flow of "Mm, triggering is information so if i'm triggered in this moment then that means there's information here let me stay and see what that information is because i think that person's going to help me whether it's helping me cope to be in a situation with that trigger or whether it's knowledge that that person has that has triggered me that relates to something awareness that i need to know but that takes some time and you first part of your journey go with the feeling of being comforted and held and safe um that's more important to get you started than it is to 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 fly in the face of being triggered because that's that's just that happens later when you're like okay i want to know because it means i'm gaining some information here and healing something yeah well we've gained a little bit more control over our over our fight or flight Right. Because when we're triggered and we're not really in our, you know, in our awareness space and we haven't used a lot of those tools, leaning into triggers means explosions and yes. volcanoes. And we're not telling you to do that for, for sure. So, yeah. But yeah, when you feel that, that's a good evaluation to have to be like, can I can I handle this? person or do I just need to handle the fact that this trigger is here and work on the trigger you know there's so much I mean it's there's there's so much in 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 all of this and all of it is every I mean I feel like everything that we talk about is like well you got to be aware of it and that's where that knowledge that that seeking knowledge comes in I get like this is why we are knowledge seekers because we're trying to figure out the the awareness that we need to have (laughs) right like i need you guru to tell me what i'm looking for because i don't know what i'm looking for right but then it, it comes it falls down on us to say okay so here's here's big theory now we got to put it into Vanessa theory now we got to go into Vanessa's life and say okay so this this concept that i'm like grasping onto and really looking for where is it not showing up in my life and why? And then I'll bring in whatever it is that they said. But until I know that, I'm just going to be slapping band-aids on things that don't even, you know, they don't do anything. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's not always like the best thing in the entire world, but I find it fun. I find it interesting i'm i i find myself fascinating i find other people fascinating i try to inspire my clients to find themselves fascinating because when we are in that curiosity space when we are in that discovery space it's way more neutral than when we're in that other people's voice or programming or should be and all of that kind of stuff space so yeah try to try to think of it that way when we're looking for awareness we're not looking for trouble you know, we're, we're looking for just knowledge about ourselves and, and, and yeah. The one thing I will ask all of you to do as you're on your 
discovery of the self and self-awareness is to really retain to what's the word I'm looking for um hold back your judgment because successful self-awareness comes with a sense of neutrality if really try if you haven't listened to our neutral observer we've done it twice we've done one earlier on if you can't find that episode we have done it recently about neutral observer re listen just just take a gander listen to it it's so it's such an important tool in the idea of self-awareness and self-discovery because there's the judgment you have is a fear and it's given to you through the scope of your brain, which has been developed through the scope of your childhood, which probably had a lot of trauma, probably had a lot of judgment with it because you had to be this, that, or another thing. So using your brain's judgment to seeing yourself in a way that isn't sometimes what you want to be or how you want to be, you have to retain that judgment and to prevent yourself from feeding you that with judgment because it's going to go you're you're not the self-awareness just ends because why would i be self-aware when all i do is beat myself up for the knowledge of who i am yeah when self-awareness brings you yeah like i'm not going to do that again brain's not going to let you do that because brain's job is to is to protect you and things that are ugly it's going to try to protect you from it so yeah yeah excellent point even if you can just go with a sense of that's interesting and not you know even if you're not in that space of ready to own it, it just understanding and and how would i how would someone work with that you know really kind of go third party and just sometimes you have to step out back from it and not own it until you know how to work through it and then you can be like okay you know then you work through that process it's not linear as you can tell after listening to us it is not a straight line from self-awareness to integration it is so freaking up and down messy and it's a process but here's the thing it's worth it if it brings you what you desire if it brings you closer to the happiness that is within you versus seeking it outward which is the trap we all fall into if you can access that happiness and joy from within you, despite the trauma, despite being in maybe that space of trauma, that sense of like, oh, I find happiness in my day. I'm still working through some shit, but I can find pockets, moments of happiness, of joy. Like, oh, it gives you space to breathe. It gives you space to operate from a life that you can begin to choose on your own and create from a space of love and kindness and acceptance and compassion versus from a space of judgment fear and we have to survive don't get me wrong i've lived survival mode most of my life so i understand if you had to do that or if you're still having to do that i understand and i totally love all parts of you and all parts of that survival mode because that's why you're still here but when we can have courage to take one tiny change one minute change like that drop that creates that ripple it can happen it can shift you can do it safely and you can do it effectively and we're both here to help with that if you need either of us we're both here to help with that Mm -hmm. and whether you stay on and and listen to the outro and connect with us or you connect with us through facebook on freud's angels or whatever capacity how you do that we're here for that we're here to help you we're here to help you find that crack that little crack to let the light in because you're you may not feel it but you are worthy of it you're deserving of it you're deserving to live a life that you created on your terms Versus the way people developed you to create mm-hmm. childhood, whatever. And if you're here right now, the universe wants you to do that. Yeah. That's why you were brought here to hear that message. So if you don't feel worthy, just know the universe does. Or you yes. wouldn't be here. hundred percent. hundred percent. We can hold your candle and light and for you to see and reflect it to you until you can take charge of it and own it yourself. 
That's what we are. That's what people that do the work that we do are. We just holding the light for people who are unable to hold it and own it for themselves. And hopefully, and in my heart, it is all of our desires that you seek that light and then you seek to own that within yourself and to not need somebody to reflect it to you, but you own it in a way that you know you are and that you know it's within you. And that's kind of like, I think the essence and the basis of all the work that we do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we love you guys a lot and we love you for being here week to week. And even if you've just started listening, we love you too. (laughs) We're here for that. We're invested in your well-being, and we're, that's why we do what we do in the way that we do it. Yeah. And yeah. That's why we started this. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember, you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.